and welcome to CausePods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here at CausePods, we have one simple mission, to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes and make the world a better place, whether it's in their own local community or they're taking on global issues. Please visit us at causepods.org where you can learn about our guest show, their favorite charitable cause, join our Facebook group with resources for cause-based podcasters, and find a link where you yourself could be a guest here on CausePods. Again, that's all at causepods.org. All right, everyone, we are going across the pond once again. We are talking to Andrea Splendori. He is the host of the Social Fabric Podcast, and this is all about not just him, but all the folks in the world, all these people who are using their fame, their business, their engagement, their entrepreneurship, all in a sense to really sew the fabric of our society and make this world a better place, which given the world we're living in today, we could certainly use. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us here on CausePods. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for having me. Let's start right from the beginning. Where did the Social Fabric Podcast start from? Why, why did you get into this space? Well, a few years ago, I was always interested in broadcasting. I did a course in uh, radio uh, with a local radio station here in Dublin called Near FM, and they gave me the basics of what broadcasting was all about. But I always had this thing in the back of my mind that I wanted to, to create more of a community. Growing up in Italy 50 years ago or so, uh, I was always a community-based person. And, uh, and when I was watching my kids growing, they're now teenagers, so... 19 and 17, watching them grow with social media, I was kind of concerned about the lack of interaction and the lack of community-based interaction. So I thought maybe if I start conversations with different people, try to show why people do what they do, what is their passion, and how they help the communities, their communities. So I started off with um, the idea of social fabric came from obviously social media and fabric as in the fabric of society. That was the name that came to my head one night while talking to a friend in Brazil. So I started off with a name. I started with very little knowledge of what I wanted to do other than I wanted a conversation. I wanted clear conversations with people. And I thought, okay, I don't want to reinvent the wheel, but I always loved music and I thought I was going to use the music in between. So I break the conversation with seven songs. Seven is a really important number for me. So I ask the guests to pick seven songs that are meaningful to them. And that normally brings up a lot of new material while, we, while we're discussing uh, their upbringing, their passion, and so on and so forth. So that started off with a couple of people I knew, and some friends, local uh, legends as such. And then it just developed into about 105 episodes at the moment on this recording. It's a weekly program about artists, musicians, writers, and priests, you name it, about all sorts. I understand, you know, the need for us to talk to each other, right? As you said, we spend a lot of time on social media, on our computers, online, talking at each other. And so being able to actually sit down and have a good conversation and not just scream and yell and type in all caps and emojis and nonsense. But what is it you're hoping to accomplish, not just with the conversations themselves, but with the folks who are listening to the show? It's actually what you say. First of all, the conversation, the conversation we're having at the moment where there's no agenda, we're not distracted. We're looking at each other or we're listening to each other. 
And that's a very meaningful conversation. You, you're asking me a question because you're interested in what I have to say and I'm listening to what you say. And it, so that's the first aspect, me and the guests. The folks out there listening, um, what I wanted to achieve is for people to understand that it doesn't matter whether you are uh, the most famous musician in Ireland or you are the, the guy who runs a coffee shop around the corner. There are stories underneath all of us that makes us become the famous musician, that makes us the guy that serves the coffee around the corner. And all of those stories put together are giving us that what I want to achieve is, is for people to knock next door and, and say to the guy next door, you know, how are you? And really meaning it because you'd be surprised what comes out of that conversation. So what has happened over the last couple of years, emails come through, people send me feedback, reviews, but predominantly email and text to say, look, I've listened to the conversation you had with that particular person, and now I'm doing sea swimming because I heard about sea swimming and the importance of sea swimming for anxiety and mental health, or I'm running, or... I've started cooking, I started eating better, or, or I'm simply going for a walk because I heard the conversation you had with none of the things I do are prescriptive. I'm literally opening it up, listen to the story. I have no judgment, I have no interest in, no agenda. As far as I'm concerned, each story is as important, as relevant to all of us. Well, you started by saying that you have this passion, this interest in broadcasting. Do you think think this would have worked as well had it just been on radio or if you had done it on TV? Or do you think there was something about the actual podcasting medium and the audience that, that tends to flock to this kind of content that made it more successful than it might have been other places? I think the timing was right and definitely the format and the way we our brains are now uh, designed for sharing. We're sharing all the time. We're passing on each other on whatever medium we say, have you listened to this podcast? You should listen to this podcast. And definitely uh, it has created a more of a tribe around. So people that get the message and they want their friends or family to listen to. And so for that very reason, if it was just the radio program, the program also goes out on radio every Monday, but um, that alone, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to quantify once it's on the radio, because it's on the airwaves, and it's hard to get uh, feedback. But the podcast, no, I agree. It's a it's a great medium to have that personal touch with the listeners because they can reach out to you by email, by text, or you know through through their reviews. And every week, you get a few that really kind of validate what you're doing for the right reasons. So there's nothing. If for the first, I think for the first half of my episode, I didn't even say my name much. I, it was literally all about the guests until one of the guys from the radio station said, I think it's time you put your name on it. You actually tell them, people who you are and how to get in touch with you. Because for me, it was very much about, I, I just spoke to this guy. Guess what? He's a coffee shop owner. But what he does for the community is phenomenal. He, he's taking in children that have had a really rough upbringing. He teaches them how to be a barista for free. And it's giving these guys a chance. And this is just a fantastic story of a coffee shop in the city center of Dublin. It could be, and I know there's another 50 of them that they have a fantastic story to tell me. So that's what I'm trying to highlight. I'm trying to highlight when you go to a coffee shop, when you meet 
the nurse, when you meet the priest or whoever it is, if you have a meaningful conversation, you find out so much more about the human being behind the job, behind the persona. And that's really what I'm all about. So when I'm talking to, to famous people, and I've had quite a few musicians, I was saying, actors, directors, to me, they're just another person that is doing a different job. And that job, it's as important as the last job and the next job. We're all doing something different, but it all, we're all interlinked. And without me, there wouldn't be the musician. Without the musician, there wouldn't be the florist and, and so on and so forth. I suppose it's somewhat cliche to say, but we you hear it all the time, especially now in such a polarized world where really we have more in common than we are led to believe. And the things that make us similar to each other are much deeper than the things that divide us today. I suppose because of your background in music and the experience in broadcasting that creating a podcast wasn't very difficult for you. Were there any big challenges that you faced along the way or big lessons that you learned that you wish you had known sooner? There weren't any major challenges. I went in completely without knowing what I was doing, but I researched all the, the reasons and how to do it and the, the different the technical the technicalities and how to put it together. The main challenges, I guess, are how to make sure that people listen to it. And the, the more a podcast I do, the more podcasts are out there. So I think at the moment there's something like 2.5 million different shows out there. Um, but I think what I've learned is, uh, and that's a lesson that I, I've learned through pod, the podcast, through meeting so many people, that if you really believe in what you're doing and if you're putting out the message that is the message you believe is the, the right message, listeners will come to you. First while I was like, I don't know, maybe there's 10 people listening, but it's not going to stop me doing it. And then the audience grew and, and grew and it's not... It's not gigantic audience, but it's a consistent every week. There's, you know, you go into charts, you come out of the charts. So what I learned basically is to not to chase the charts, not to chase the audience. It's just put out the message that you believe is um, is the right message for what you're doing, and that's what I'm doing. So, and it, you know, as I say, when you get that email that says, "I've just listened to your conversation with." and it really make that difference, then you go, okay, but then that's all I need. I don't need the top of the charts. I don't need, that's what I want. I always preach that with my clients and I hear that all the time from other people on this show that if you are looking at the rankings, if you are chasing, right, the fame, the glory of the podcasting universe, you are probably going to get frustrated and not do as well. But if you make a show that you would enjoy or, you know, at least one person will listen to and enjoy, then you're probably going to make a good show because you're following your passion and, and not trying to follow these arbitrary markers of success. What other advice would you give to someone looking to enter the cause-based podcasting space? What I would say, uh, again, just uh, think of something that is meaningful to you that you believe will make a difference unless you know unless you set out to do a podcast that is meant to be in the charts but if there's a cause-based podcast really believe what is that is important to you what is the why what is your why to do it and really sit down write it all down pen and paper and on top of that what i would highly recommend which i did i wrote down my first 40 guests the people i wanted to have on and some of them took me two years to, to get to talk to them. 
Some of them took me two weeks. And literally, I reached out to all of them to say, I'm doing this. Would you like to be my guest? To date, I have had one rejection. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. But again, because all I'm asking is their story. I'm not, I'm not there with an agenda. I'm not there to judge whether they're right or wrong. I let the audience decide what they say. And predominantly has to do with really how their work, how their passion can influence their community. And at the end of the day, that's all we want. We want a nice place to live be able to talk to one another. So sit down, write down your why, write down your first few guests, as many as you can, because it's quite intensive putting together a podcast and you don't want to launch it and then find out that you have no guests for the week two or three or four, you know, so make sure you pre-record a few and then you're ready to go and, and decide how often you're going to release it because, again, it's quite intensive. I was releasing it every week up to about a month ago where I had to put it every two weeks for work reason. Um, but be consistent, stay consistent. Whatever you decide, make sure that your audience know it comes out in the day, what is monthly, weekly, bi-weekly, on the same day, and be consistent, yeah. Great advice. The idea of, I love that idea of writing down the list of people you want to talk to. Very, very smart. And we also say all the time, plan, plan, plan. You know, it, I think it's pretty common saying in the army and the armed forces. And I say it all the time when it comes to broadcasting and podcasting, two is one, one is none. So for everything you want to do, have a backup plan. So as far as charities that we want to raise awareness for, you brought up the Children's Health Ireland Hospital at Crumlin. Why is this an important cause to you? And what are some of the things that you do for them? So Crumlin um is the Children's Hospital here in Dublin. It's the main hospital in Ireland for children under the age of 16. And um, so I run, one of the things I do for my mental health for prevention is I run with a group of really close friends. So the six or eight of us run pretty much every morning. We have to see women in the cold CRC and keep each other on our toes and talk to each other. And two of my friends, I've had the, the unfortunate need to use Crumlin's Hospital because both their children were in the in the hospital, one for a very long period of time and the other for a short time, but it was a very, very demanding and scary time for, for the family. And we were all part of that for being very close friends. So I, I really saw the the work the hospital does and and again it's linked to the mental health piece where the parents really had a really dreadful time and nobody wants to see their children in a hospital bed. But when you walk into this hospital, it's, uh, I don't know if you recall the, the movie Patch Adams with uh, Robin Williams, and there's that feel about in certain parts of the hospital where you really go, okay, these, these are people dealing with really heartbreaking stories and situations, and yet they all have their smile on their faces, the, the place looks amazing, the kids are happy, and it just, they couldn't do enough. So, of course, they have funding from the government, but there's always something that they require. So we particularly fundraising for them for the music therapy. There's a, a young woman, uh, two young women put together this thing, a music therapy, where they actually go around the hospital and play music for the children that are, you know, in, in, in a bad situation. And, and it's been proven that it improves their health and their well-being. So at the moment we're doing it. By the time this, this podcast will go out, we'd have 
run across Ireland, 250 kilometers um, at the end of September, three days, 18 people, and we fundraising 20,000 euro for Cromwell Hospital. So we constantly do something for them whenever we can. We put our resources together and do something that it's uh, all inclusive, make sure people come along, talk about mental health, talk about the hospital. And it's not so much about the money at times, it's more about the awareness of what the importance of this. I know that it, over COVID, there's been a lot of calling calling the, the nurses heroes, but they are genuine heroes. We always re regard them in the highest standards and whatever we can do, we do for them. And so that's uh, that's the charity I picked for this particular podcast because it's, uh, yeah, it's something nobody nobody wants to see a child not having the all the, the opportunities as their friends. You know, it is so amazing when you hear about and read about what kind of care really helps children and then you you see these places that are just so stubborn and don't aren't willing to actually try it out but studies keep showing people keep showing anecdotal evidence keeps showing and i just wish more people would listen so hopefully we can help the hospital help raise a little bit more awareness and, and hopefully help put that into place in more children's medical facilities around the world. Every little bit counts. So again, folks, that is the Children's Health Ireland Hospital at Crumlin. We will put a link to the hospital directly in the show notes, as well as a link to their donation page if you want to donate and support a worthy cause. And of course, we will point links to the Social Fabric podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, we'll have a link to Andrea's website for the show. Andrea Splendori, thank you so much for joining us here on CallSpots today. Matthew, thanks a million for the opportunity and thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to this episode of CallSpots. If you've been inspired by the work of our guest, please check out the show notes to this episode in your podcasting app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their show, their website, their podcast links on Apple, Google, Spotify, as well as a link to support the charity that they highlighted here in this episode. You will also find at causepods.org a way to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcasting app, how to sign up to be a guest on this show, and a link to our Facebook group, which is gonna have special resources just for the folks who are podcasting for a good cause. And I can tell you right now, we've got one great deal from our friends at PodPage, but you're only gonna learn about it and get that special deal if you are a member of the Facebook group for Cause Pods. And before I go, I should say thank you in particular. The show is edited and produced by Ben Kiloy of the Military Veteran Dads Podcast and what a great job he has done. And all this is made possible because of the great support that I receive from Shannon Rojas here at thepodcastconsultant.com. Once again, if you want to learn more, go to causepods.org. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time on Cause Pods. Mm -hmm.